You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. On this Thursday, October 19th, we're talking Padres baseball today with A.J. Casavell, our Padres reporter for MLB.com. A.J., we thank you for the time this week. What we're doing today is something I'm always kind of interested in when the uh, regular season ends, and that is to look at a team's rotation and the changes that that rotation uh, undergoes between game one on opening day all the way through game 162. Uh, rarely, if ever, does a team uh, finish the season with the same five guys that it began the season with. So with that in mind, uh, AJ, kind of walk us through this, uh, you know, take us through who the five guys were in that rotation coming out of the spring and how much different uh, to what degree that rotation looked uh, by game 162. Well, the, with the Padres, the team like the Padres, they certainly kind of emphasized youth as the season went on uh, during the offseason. They made a few signings uh, last offseason, Jolie Chassin being one, Jared Weaver being another. They brought back Clayton Richard. All of those guys were in the starting rotation to start the season. Uh, Jared Weaver lasted a month and a half. Uh, Clayton Richard and Jolie Chassin turned out to be excellent signings. So they, they – they started the season in rotation, finished the season in rotation, ate some innings for the Padres, which they needed because they essentially uh, needed a, a couple guys to, to bridge them to maybe some of the younger guys part of the future. Uh, Luis Perdomo opened the season in the rotation. He had a little bit of a, uh, he had a, little bit of a setback early on, but, but wound up uh, setting a career high in innings. Uh, it's his second season, and, and I think next year kind of the, the, the reins are off and he can – so they won't be monitoring him at all. And uh, Trevor Cahill was the other was the fifth guy in the rotation to start the year, and they ended up uh, dealing him at the trade deadline to Kansas City. So uh, for the most part, the Padres had three guys that stuck stuck throughout the season: Clayton Richard, Jolie Chassin, and Luis Perdomo. Uh, and and the other two spots were in flux for for most of the year. Nelson Lamette came up in May, uh, had an outstanding rookie season, especially toward the end. He kind of grabbed hold of one of those spots, and and the other one was just just kind of a, an assortment of guys who Jared Cosart took hold of that spot for a little bit. Uh, Travis Wood, after the trade deadline, uh, Wood was in, in the package that, that sent Trevor Kale, uh to Kansas City. And so it was, it was kind of all over the map with, with the fourth and fifth spots for the Padres, but they had three guys that they could rely on for most of the year. Yeah, and uh, you brought up uh, Luis Perdomo along with uh, Clayton Richard and Jolice Chassin. And, and again, the one guy uh, that really intrigues me is the rookie, Denilson Lamette, uh, you brought up, uh, you know, how good he looked. And even though the the numbers, uh, the, the win-loss numbers don't jump off the page at you, he went 7-8, and eight, a 4.57 ERA. I think the one thing in this day and age that you look for in terms of uh, evaluating the promise and potential of a young pitcher is the strikeout rate. And his was tremendous uh, in 114 and a third innings this past year. Uh, 139 Ks, those are uh, tremendous numbers. And, again, in this day and age of baseball where so many guys are striking out, you want to get arms that miss bats. And Lamette uh, does that in spades. And I got to think that that's the one thing that when you when you look at his numbers, the one thing you really latch on to when you say this is what's going to propel him to really take that next step in 2018. Yeah, and if you look at some of his early starts, I think that maybe skews his ERA a little higher than, than the way he pitched. From what I saw, he was the most exciting Padres pitcher to watch this season, bar none. He, uh, when he located his fastball, uh, his slider is flat-out unhittable. It's, it's, if, you look at, if you look at his numbers, uh, batting average against, against the slider, slugging percentage against, against the slider, he's, he's up there in some pretty elite companies right alongside guys like, like Max Scherzer, Andrew Miller. Uh, his slider is, is one of the best pitches 
uh, in baseball. And uh, it for him, it comes down to is he is he locating his fastball? Is he is he putting guys on base via the walk? If he's not doing that, uh, he has what it takes to be an elite starting pitcher. Uh, the Padres, uh, I, and I know there's there's maybe some disagreement among uh, among people in the Padres organization whether. Uh, Nelson Lament needs a third pitch to take that next step to become an elite starting pitcher because his fastball and his slider are both so good. I think some people feel as though uh, as though he can get get by, and other people feel like maybe he needs to develop a changeup, which he which he threw a lot at the start of uh, his major league career, and and toward the end of the season eased off it a little bit. Um, that that's something he said he's going to work on in the off season. If he comes back with an effective changeup, he could be a a sleeper for one of the more uh, one of the more surprising 2018 starting pitchers in the National League. Yeah, as good as he is now and as much potential as he is showing right now, if he does develop that third pitch to keep hitters honest, uh, he could take a, a big leap into, like, you know, ace-like, elite-like status in 2018. And we'll see. There's a lot of excitement surrounding uh, Denilson Lamette as he enters his uh, age 25 season coming up in uh, 2018. Want to get your take on uh, Clayton Richard too? Uh, again, a guy that uh, the win-loss numbers don't uh, impress you. Uh, eight and fifteen this year, a four point seven nine ERA. Yet he did have two complete games. One of those was a shutout. So at times he's demonstrated that he has got the stuff, and when he harnesses it, he can be as good as anybody. What was his main problem, I guess, in twenty seventeen that led to the fifteen losses? You know, he was inconsistent clearly, but why? Clayton Richards is a tough guy to diagnose because there were days where it, it, it felt like he had good stuff and wasn't getting the results. And one thing I'd peg that to is he had a higher ground ball rate uh, than I think anyone, almost anyone in the National League. And the Padres' infield defense really wasn't good. He got he was on the he was on the receiving end of some bad luck of some of some ground balls that snuck through the infield. The Padres' uh, infield defense, especially their range, did not help Clayton Kershaw this, or Clayton Richard this season. Um, but he, uh, I, I think if you look at Clayton Richard, uh, there, were, there were definitely some starts where he missed his spots. He needs to, he's a guy who needs to work low in the strike zone. He's not going to beat hitters up. Uh, he's he's got to get that sinker at the knees or below the knees and, and have the opposing hitters pound the ball into the ground. And when he's doing that, he's very good. When he's doing that with, a, with an infield defense behind him that can, that can back him up, uh, I think, I think he's, he's better to the Padres. Toward the end of the season, especially what they did was they put out their best infield defense they possibly could uh, when every time Clayton Richards was starting, even if it meant sacrificing some offense. And I think that, that in, in those outings, when you when you got a guy like Dusty Coleman who's now standing shortstop behind him, he, uh, he definitely benefits from that. Yeah, no question. And uh, the third guy I want to get your take on is uh, the guy that arguably was the most uh, consistent presence in that Padres rotation in 2017, that being uh, Jolice Chassin. If Lamette was the most exciting and dynamic, I think you can make a strong case that Chassin was by far the most consistent. Uh, 32 starts this year, 180 and a third innings. He won 13 games. What were the expectations for Chassin uh, coming into to 2017, considering that it's so tough to evaluate pitchers who spend, you know, half their seasons pitching at Coors Field with the uh, the altitude and obviously everything that, that comes with that. So given that, you know, what were expectations and can you make a case that he perhaps exceeded those by coming through with a 13-win campaign? I think he definitely exceeded expectations just based on the fact that he was able to stay healthy for the entire season. Um, that's, the Padres felt all along that if, if Jolie Justine could be healthy, 
for all 2017, he would surprise a few people, and that's precisely what he did. He, uh, he, he His slider is, is one of the better sliders in, in the National League, and, and he used it to, to great success. Uh, I think uh, the, the overall view of his campaign is probably diminished a little bit because he had a couple of really poor starts on the road. But at, at Petco Park, he was flat-out dominant, and I think the Padres, going into the offseason, the Padres, he's someone the Padres are really looking to resign. Yeah, and with good reason, too. Again, uh, with a 13-10 and 10 mark and a sub-4 ERA at uh, 3.89. AJ, in the time we have left, uh, you know, again, we've gone over Denilson Lamette and, and a guy that I don't think you can call him a sleeper anymore because he demonstrated uh, what he can do in a 21-start sample size last year. But if you had to pick a sleeper of some of the younger guys, some of the more, uh, you know, under-the-radar guys, maybe some guys coming up through the farm system auditioning for spots in 2018, is there one guy that stands out to you? Well, Lamette stands out as a guy who can take that next step next season. I think uh, one guy that stands out to me in the farm system is Joey Lucchese. MLB Pipeline ranked him as their, uh, as their pitching prospect of the year in the Padres system. He struck out hitters everywhere he's been, and he, he jumped a couple levels this season in the minor leagues. He's going to be, I, I, if, I would have, if I had to guess, he's going to be invited to Major League Camp. He will not make the roster out of camp, but I could, he could come up midseason. I think he's the first guy in the 2016 draft class that makes it to the big leagues for the Padres. And he's kind of got a, a funky delivery, yet at the same time it's, it's smooth enough where, where he can repeat it well. And it's, it's pretty deceptive to hitters. And I think uh, the Padres are very high on him. Uh, he's, he was kind of a later round steal. I believe it was the fourth round they got him. Uh, he's shot up their prospect ranks. I would not be surprised if he uh, debuted next season. Yeah, lots to look forward to uh, in that regard for the Padres in 2018 in what is the consensus uh, toughest division in baseball, the NL West sending three teams uh, to the playoffs. And if the Dodgers have their way tonight as we speak, a uh, one team to the World Series. They're on the brink as they look to close out the Cubs as we speak on this Thursday, October 19th. A.J. Casavell, a pleasure as always. We'll do it again next week as we thank you for the time. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, San Diego Padres.